on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 3-2 delivery. Here it is. Swinging and a pop-up. It is playable. Rowdy Telez waiting, catching, and this one is over. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. I don't want to understate how important of a win this was tonight for the Brewers. They knock off Cincinnati by a 7-4 score. They take the first game of a three-game series against the second-place Reds. And what this does for the Brewers is it puts them in position now from a worst-case scenario standing. Uh, they cannot walk out of this series with anything less than a six-and-a-half-game lead on the Reds. Had they lost today, there was still the possibility if they get swept, it could have been a four-and-a-half-game lead. And if you walk out of this series and you got a four-and-a-half-game lead on Cincinnati, it is a race. At six and a half games, it doesn't really feel like much of a race. That four-run seventh inning tonight for the Brewers that propels them to victory, that is one of the biggest innings of the year, and this is one of the biggest wins of the year. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, I don't think I'm being a prisoner of the moment when I say what an important win this was today for the Brewers. Well, I think it is. I think, you, you, first of all, Cincinnati's playing such great baseball. They jump in their, in the wild card right now. They're uh, in the second place in the wild card. They have an opportunity to, to go to postseason. This was a big series for Cincinnati. Coming in, number one, you solidify yourself in the in the wild card race number two you have a chance to get within four and a half games of the brewers and if you can do that uh you're doing something very special but with this win tonight in a loss column that's nine games in that loss column that is so huge going into september hard to make up and you talk about a series that's important this was as important as it was for the brewers this is even more important for the cincinnati reds you know when we go back to when the brewers and reds played that bookend series right around the all-star break Something I talked about, the way it worked out, I actually thought it was perfect for the Brewers based off uh, the number of games they were going to end up winning because what happened in that series, if you remember, was right before, and when I say series, I mean the entire period before and after the All-Star break. If you remember, the Reds got the the Brewers pretty good. I think it was three out of four here uh, at American Family Field, and they felt like they were back in it. And then you had the All-Star break, and then the Brewers came back and took care of business in Cincinnati, and it was this thing where you gave the Reds hope, and then you just snatched it away. And that that can be more painful than never having hope at all. And it feels like this game today is kind of a microcosm of that. The Reds have hope walking into Milwaukee. The Reds have hope as they have a lead in this game. And then they watch their bullpen, which has been an issue all year long for them, just not be able to hold on to the lead. And there it goes. The hope just goes away. The Brewers have been very good at dashing the hope of the Reds this year. Yeah. Yeah, Utah. We, I don't know if you want to call it momentum. I don't know how you want to want to want to state what kind of a game it was. But you can take this game tonight, and the way the game had started, it really was all in favor of Cincinnati. They're doing all the right things. Had the big 
had the big fourth inning when they scored three runs. But, you know, you go late in the ball game, and all of a sudden you come back and you take that lead on them. It's just this is such an important game. I think the Brewers understand the importance of winning every series and especially winning, winning games against Cincinnati, who's next in line with them in the division. But with Cincinnati, what they are trying to do, getting them in a position to say, hey, I'm not a little bit in a comfort zone. I know I can go out and beat this team. Tonight just proved that wrong because this team fought back. And that, that seventh inning with those seven at-bats that as good as we could had all season long to score those runs, score four, score four runs that inning was huge. 7-4 Brewers get the win over the Reds. We are taking you till 12.30 in the morning. So we've got you for the next hour talking Brewers baseball. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to. Don't go anywhere. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swinging. There's a looping line drive that's going to be an extra base hit. Adamas around first in the second with a standing double on a jam job that hit just fair down the left field line. 7-4 Brewers get the win over the Reds to take the series opener here at American Family Field. Welcome back in. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Alongside Jerry Augustine, I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Doug texting in. He says, you use the word remarkable for this team. Speaking of me, because I say remarkable over and over and over again when I speak of them. He says, let's put another R word in there. Relentless. Guys dropping like flies. They don't care. Come back and win. Relentless. Reds have got to be demoralized. That is, uh, that's a great text from Doug, and it's a great point. Today they lose a Willie Adamas, and the news coming out of the Brewers Clubhouse after the game, just to, to get this out here, um, Adamas has a quad issue. It's a quad issue that he's been dealing with since the St. Louis series. Uh, it was at a point where it was playable. I believe that's the term Craig Council used. It was playable. It got to a point today where it really wasn't playable. It's not serious, but they want to make sure that they kind of nip this thing right away. So they left the game today. He's not going to play tomorrow, that's for sure. And then they'll reevaluate after tomorrow. So it doesn't sound like an injured list stint. Who knows if he plays again in this red series but it's not a major issue so that's 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 the good news but uh, the point that Doug makes it's a great one I mean just this team has dealt with so much adversity all year long in so many different ways and the one thing that's been constant because nothing's been constant actually two things have been constant their top three pitchers have been incredible and they've just oh as a team they just keep winning games you know and we, we look at this ball club and it's really interesting is that you talk about the relentless part of it and I think when a good uh, a good definition of what Doug is trying to say is the seventh inning. The seventh inning they sent eight people to the plate. Seven of them were just outstanding at bats. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo came with the base hit. Manny Pena is just swinging the bat as red hot comes up. Colton Wong does his patent. Colton Wong two strikes opposite way. Does a nice job in doing it. And then you have Peterson's walk. And then you have Christian Yelich get behind in the count. Fights the ball off, sacrifice fly. You have the sacrifice fly by Garcia, and then Navarro with the big double to, to take the lead. Relentless, I think, defines this club 
how you can go to the plate in an inning down by three or four runs and just give you that many good at-bats. I think it's something very different the way we were talking two months ago. This club relentlessly through 27 outs will go and give you a good at-bats. And sometimes it's not early in the game, but as the game goes along, they get better and better. And tonight was very much proof of that. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. John is in Milwaukee. Hey, John, thanks for calling and holding. You're on WTMJ. Hey, man, Jerry, thanks for the call. You know, I just wanted to comment. I had the uh, privilege of seeing Joey Votto give some flack to uh, some of our fans you know, after the fourth inning going up 3-1 and, uh, you know, just gloating about that. And I looked over at the uh, Brewers dugout at that point and just saw a very, like, you know, just kind of stoic demeanor among uh, our players and realizing, I think, at that point that, uh, you know, they were, they were still in it. And I think that they felt that the whole time. And it, it just goes to show that they did. Um, I think uh, that says a lot about our team, that we are, you know, we're level-headed. We're willing to just stick it through nine innings. Um, and I just echo the relentlessness. I, you know, I looking back at 2018, I think um, what, what shined about our team then is that uh, same kind of thing I'm seeing now is that we're willing to go, you know, we're, we're, never, we're never say die. And uh, I just love to see that about our team, even amidst injuries and all that, I think, there's a lot of hope for our team, so thanks for the call, and uh, really, really looking forward to what Brewers have going for us. The, the rest yeah, of the John, appreciate, yeah, certainly appreciate the uh, the phone call. Uh, another part of that to kind of add on to what John just said, I think something that doesn't get mentioned enough. And uh, Jeff Levering on the Network Post Game Show had Hunter Strickland on, who won the game. This Brewers team and these games where they've come back, and what? How many? How many comebacks is that? Thirty-two. That is. Um, 33. 33 come from behind wins now for the Brewers. A lot of those wins, uh, uh, it's because they're down and then the bullpen comes in and they hold. And really today was, you know, Burns gave you six innings. He wasn't great. That wasn't that wasn't the best Corbin Burns you're going to see. But then Strickland comes in. He puts up the zero, and that opens up the door for the Brewers to do uh, what they did. And there's some games where it's been multiple relievers who have gone in and put up zeros. And a lot of times those guys kind of don't just don't get the credit because there's not a there's not a W next to their name. Today there is for Hunter Strickland, but it, that has been the maybe the most unsung aspect of this team is the job that the bullpen has done in games where you're down. So it's not your quote-unquote A bullpen. You're going to your B bullpen. Uh, those guys going out there and putting up zeros for the Brewers to eventually score some runs has been such a huge part of this team. You know, you brought up an excellent point and nice call from John there to, to talk about the relentless and you're looking over at the bench and those things are, are so important. But Craig Council, when he talks about this ball club and you utilize players in situations that they're going to be successful. And Hunter, Hunter Strickland is one of those. When we see what he's done and since he got came out from COVID, he has just been outstanding. His breaking ball sharper, he's locating all his, all his pitches. He's a veteran that understands what it is to be in big-time games. But it, you're right, Matt. I think you brought up a great point. We do not look at that situation of when they're down by a couple runs and the, the starter comes out of the ball game. Those guys that come out of that bullpen, it's not it's not about Josh Hader and and Devin Williams at that time or Boxberger. It's about these other guys that step up and come and throw zeros up there. You come in and you throw a zero for a couple innings up, it can turn the ball game around pretty well, and it did it tonight. Is tonight is one of those stories where that bullpen came in, threw up three zeros or three innings, and what was the difference in the ball game? They came back and scored their runs and won the ball game. Hunter Strickland is a Brewer. 
21 games, 3-1 record, 1.19 ERA, 22 and two-thirds innings, three runs on 10 hits. He's given up 10 hits in 22 and two-thirds innings. He has 23 strikeouts and eight walks, and uh, he's being hit just 132 against. And if I, he was, when he first got to the Brewers, he was being hit hard, but it weren't, they weren't for hits. He was just, it was just solid contact, and he was, luckily, the Brewers had somebody where, where the ball was being hit to, uh, so his numbers are, are good from start to finish, but this is a very different Hunter Strickland right now than the guy who I think pitched at the beginning of his Brewers tenure. You know, and that's something that we, you and I had both talked about when he first came up. I think he gave up a couple home runs early in his appearances. He gave up some hits, and uh, they were able to score some runs off of him. Coming from the, from the Angels, where he really struggled, and yet the Brewers understood that they had to get this chance, this guy a chance, let him work himself through it, and they put him in games where he could be successful, but yet get the innings in pitch and getting those appearances that he do that he could get to be to be successful. His last, I, I can't give you the number of outings, but I would say his last six or seven outings have been as good as anybody's in that bullpen. And I think Matt, you agree with me. We talked early, was saying where, what, how is he going to fit into this bullpen? I'll tell you what, he found out a way he can be an important part. If you're Artie Moreno and you own the Angels, you should look at the these numbers and see that he had a 1.69 ERA with Tampa Bay. He's got a 1.19 ERA with the Brewers, and he had a 9.95 with the Angels. The Angels go out and try to buy their victories. Where the Brewers and the Rays, they they develop guys, they they help guys become their best self. And there's a reason that these teams with lesser pay- payrolls than the Angels are so much more successful than the Angels. And we're seeing it with Hunter Strickland. And that, and that's why you got you you can look at your your Chris Hook and the pitching coach Steve Carsey in that bullpen. Steve Carsey is probably one of the unsung guys that, as far as coaches, you don't hear a lot said about him. But he and Chris Hook work together so well. I see him in spring training, and the way they talk when you're they're together, you listen to him talk. It's really it's enjoyable to listen to him talk about pitching. But it's their abilities to work together. And Steve Carsey pitched a long time in that bullpen, understands all the ups and downs. And I'll tell you what, that little touch that they put on hitter on pitchers to give them get them positive. Hey, let's take what you do good and let's make it better has really paid off for this bullpen. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Got some phone calls waiting. We'll get to those coming up in just a moment after the Brewers get one of their most important wins of the year. They knock off the Reds, winning by a 7-4 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Here it is. Yelich lines on the left, just like we were talking. Adamas will be held at third. The throw coming on. And a wise move there by Jason Lane. One of the most important wins of the year. Brewers knock off Cincinnati 7-4. They lead the NL Central now by eight and a half games. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings. We are live at American Family Field. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, alongside former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. Let's go back to the phones, and uh, we'll welcome in Sparky and Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, fellas. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, what's really exciting for me as a baseball fan is the the play of Colton Wong because he reminds me of guys that played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up into the 80s before we got into analytics and launch rates and uh, spin rates and all those things. You know, he's such a valuable player from the standpoint that 
He does all the little things you need to do to win. He can go the other way. He does have power. He plays good defense. And, you know, I, I don't know if this will ever happen, but I would like to see more hitters take the approach that he does. I think the game would be better. I think fans would would enjoy the game more than they do right now because, uh, you know, the strikeouts, yeah, the home runs, yeah, they're all nice. Uh, the strikeouts are nice. But don't you agree that, you know, like for you, Jerry, that played back in the 70s and the 80s, you saw more of the Colton Wong-type hitters as opposed to what you have now. And I always feel confident in a situation when he comes to the plate that he's going to do something positive for the team, whether it's advancing a base runner, going the other way, you know, throwing in an occasional home run. So I just wanted to say kudos to, to, to Colton Wong because I think he is just really somebody that's a lot of fun to watch. So I just wanted to throw that out and see what you guys might have to say, okay? Yes, Sparky, appreciate the phone call. And Will Salmon tweeted this out earlier today, and I think this is one of those things that this fixes everything if you're a hitter. So for Colton Wong, he has already barreled up more balls this year than he ever has in his career in a single season ever for a total season. Think about it. He's had three injured list stints, and there's still five weeks left in the season, and he has barreled up balls more this year than he ever has in his career. That is, I'll use the word remarkable again, that is a remarkable statistic about a guy who has already been a high-level player. So everything Sparky just said is, is correct, but when you're barreling balls up like that, what that tells you is you're really seeing it well. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Matt, we we just talked to, I think I believe it was in the St. Louis series, we might have talked about Colton Wong, and we, we talked about the years he had with St. Louis, and they're very enjoyable. He did a great job for St. Louis. He's a big part of their ball club, but he's used a lot of different places in the batting order. He'd hit 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th, probably 7th, 8th order, very seldom once in a while in the leadoff. He came over here, and he looks like a rejuvenated, rejuvenated player. We looked, we looked at what he did as far as batting average. He's swinging the bat very well. But I think if you ask Colton Wong, of all the years that he played in St. Louis, and he'll never, you know, he had great years, and it's a real great place for him. But I think this year he is just having so much fun. You look at what he did tonight. Came up in that, in that, in the inning they, uh, they scored, a, they they scored the runs in the fourth inning. Our fifth inning or whatever it was, he hits that ball the right, hits the ball a single to left field uh, to score the first run. Uh, scored a first run in the fourth inning. What does he do? Come up late in the ball game. They try to pitch him in. He takes the ball and drives it out of the ballpark. And uh, just the way he plays, and we all know he's a Gold Glove fielder, and he really knows what he's doing in the field, knows how to play, and and just takes doesn't take anything for granted. He just goes out and plays real hard. But I really enjoy, have enjoyed watching Colton Wong in that leadoff spot, and all the things he does in that leadoff spot has been very special. Here's a wild one. Colton Wong has two home runs against right-handed relievers since the start of last season. So tonight was his second one since the start of last season. That is fifth fewest in all of Major League Baseball. That is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It is. Uh, it is crazy. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet in as well at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, Mike has been waiting patiently. Mike, we'll get to you right after the break. Don't go anywhere. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley. Here's the stretch. Here it is. And a ground ball through the right side of base hit. One run's going to score. Castellanos will be held at third. Mike Moustakis comes through with an RBI single. We're all tied one apiece. 
7-4. Brewers get the win over Cincinnati in the series opener. Welcome back in. 855-616-1620. The Akinam Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Mike's on the east side. Hey, Mike, thanks for holding. You're on WTMJ. Well, hello, fellas. Now, tonight's game is one of the couple that have been going on the last couple of weeks. We're, we're showing the heart of a champion. What we're seeing is on a night when our best pitcher was off, we saw our guys coming together and bunching up hits when it was necessary. And that's old-time baseball, like Sparky said, just before me. The defense, my God, did you see what Rowdy did on that pickup, that throw to him? I don't know how he caught it. But the pitching is great. The hitting, when they're not just hitting home runs, doing this like this, I don't know how they're going to lose. What do you think? Yeah, Mike, appreciate it. I think everything you picked up on there is correct. This team is playing at a championship level right now, and that's what's exciting. Uh, I was, I'm not a, I'm not a sports gambling guy at all. That's not, a, that's not a path that I go down. But I do find the odds and things like that interesting. Right now, the Brewers have the fourth best odds to win the World Series. So wow. from a from that's a awesome. Las Vegas perspective, they've got the fourth best odds to win the World Series. This is a legitimate World Series contender that we are watching right now, and they continue to do special things. And, and he mentioned that pick by Rowdy Telez over at first base. Um, yeah, I. I had been kind of questioning his defensive ability at first. Uh, I think I'm wrong. I, he's he's one heck of a first a baseman over fielder, there. A yeah, very good fielder. Yeah, yeah. It's and that pick and when you have Eduardo Escobar playing at first base, you have him at first base because of what he can do with his bat, and it's specifically you know trying to find some success against left-handed starters. But with all due respect to Eduardo Escobar, he's not making that pick. That is an incredible play by Roddy Telez. and he made it look easy. Just so you, yeah. You know what I liked about that that pick actually when you're when you're you're playing first base and you got to pick it if you stay up high. A high when the ball's coming to you, it's hard to go down and pick the ball because your eyes are moving, going down the ball. The ball's skipping hop. He actually got down. He got his body down and went right even with the flow and made a nice pick, nice and nice pick with the glove. I thought that was excellent, and I really liked the, what Mike had brought up. And so many times we talk about the home run is really good. I think when Colton Wong hits that home run, it's, it's always fun to watch a home run. But that seventh inning tonight. If that doesn't tell you a story about what this ball club is is right now and what the, how they go about those at bats were were great. We talk all season all season long. When are they going to start manufacturing runs? It doesn't get any better in that seventh inning with the great at bats. Not only with the base hits, but the walks and the sacrifice. Being back in the count and getting the getting the big uh, the big uh, sacrifice flies. It's so huge. And you know we talked so much about Colt Wong came up and got that big base hit the left field. I said before I think he's an ultimate professional. Professional, and he's a guy, one of the keys in this lineup now, that's, along with Lorenzo Cain when he's in there, that really make things bloom, do very well, and they swing the bat much better. At Brew Crew Scott uh, tweets in and says, are you worried that Haynes and Hook will be lost to managing jobs in 2022 with the success that they've had with reclaiming castoffs? They must be on the radar of clubs in need. The seasons Adamas, Rowdy, Jace, Hunter, Cousins, and Strickland are all having cannot be a coincidence. Uh, 
I would think the next guy on the staff to maybe get a managerial job is somebody who's already done it a little bit in the big leagues and was a great college coach in Pat Murphy. I don't know if he if that's yep. something he wants. He is. Uh, I feel like he's interviewed for some jobs over the last couple of years. I can't recall right off the top of my head who he's interviewed with. He was the interim with the Padres, and he is uh, one of the greatest college baseball coaches uh, that was ever there. He managed in the minor leagues as well uh, in the Padres system. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that the Brewers are playing the Cincinnati Reds when this question comes in because Derek Johnson left the Brewers to go to the Reds, and what the Reds essentially did was they gave the entire pitching the, the every aspect of the organization's right. pitching philosophy, and they handed it to to Derek Johnson. So if there is going to be a team out there that wants to do the same thing like that with Chris Hook, I, I don't know if that's something he would be interested in or not. Uh, Andy Haynes spent some time as a minor league manager as well. I would think that's probably in the back of his head. It seems a little early at this point for yes, me. To, I would agree. I'd agree. Um, maybe at some point he looks to becoming a bench coach to you know move more in that direction. I don't know. I mean. All these guys are doing a really good job, and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm denigrating them by saying that maybe next year isn't the year. Uh, but it does feel to me if there is going to be a guy who's going to leave this staff to be a major league manager, it'd probably be Pat Murphy. Well, when you look at what his career, Pat Murphy, when you look at his college career, was just phenomenal. He's had Notre Dame and then ASU, and he's the youngest manager. He's the youngest college coach to get to 500 wins in the quickest time. And you know what he did? He's just so good around baseball teams because, you know, he's the kind of guy that understands that it's it's baseball and it's about picking up the ball and throwing it to first base or pitching the ball and getting it over the plate and hitting the ball to so many spots. But he understands the relationship part of baseball. And I think that coming with along with what Craig Council brings to have Murph with him, I think is just a great help. But I think if there's anybody that would probably be in line, I would say Murph would be that guy. Brewers get a nice win over the Reds tonight. 7-4 the news is coming up in two minutes. We'll get the postgame comments of manager Craig Council after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Lorenzen ready to work again. His 0-1 pitch. Swinging a ground ball through the left side base hit. They're going to send Lorenzo Kane. Here comes the throw home from Akiyama. Not in time. It's a 4-2 game. A run scoring single by Colton Wong. 7-4 Brewers get the win over the Reds. They score six of their seven runs from the seventh inning on. Four in the seventh, two in the eighth. No ninth inning played. Uh, once again, success against the bullpen of uh, the opposition. And that is something that manager Craig Council talked about as he opened up his postgame comments just a little while ago. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you have success in situations, you you, you lean lean on it a little bit for sure. Um, you know, the, the the common thread is we've just, you know, we've been very good at grinding out at bats against other teams' bullpens, and whether so, it's there's some walks in there, or there's you know long at bats in there, and making a pitcher, um, you know, really battle to get through an inning, and then you know when even like in the Lorenzen case, just you know having making his first first couple pitches tough so that when he goes out there for that second inning it's it's tough so we've we have done a really good job of that and um you know it's a nine inning game so you know you get doesn't matter when you score Craig can you tell us what happened with Willie and uh what it's looking like as far as seriousness yeah Willie's been battling a uh the, the quad for uh really since St. Louis um 
and you know it, it's it's been playable and um it's it's you know it's not serious but it's enough where it's just coming up every day where it's just, just an issue every day and so we we're hopeful that the off day would uh quiet it down and you know after his first at bat and he, he really didn't even have to run that hard in the first at bat he it just he felt it a little bit and so we're just going to be cautious with him and we got him out of there and um uh he, he won't be in the lineup tomorrow um and we'll, we'll try to quiet it down um you know, we're on the cautious side. He's, you know, he's, he's played through it so far, but it's, it's just to the point where it's not worth taking the risk on it. Craig, um, you were talking about your teams at bats against other bullpens, but, and conversely, your bullpens been so good at stopping that, you know, no add on runs for the Reds tonight. Once your starter left, nothing for their offense. That's been pretty impressive. Yeah, no, that's that's part of it. The bullpen's been been really sharp and really effective, um, and uh, they they all you know, you know. I thought the game really was uh, was on. You know, Corbin struggled in that fourth inning, and and um, you know he had a little trouble throwing strikes in that fourth inning, and the pitch count was getting pretty hefty in that inning, and you know just to come back and get the get the last two hitters, you know there was there was you know one more guy gets on it's you know you're probably having to go to the bullpen that inning and and then he came back and threw two more innings um so that was to me what kind of put the game back in order um and, and you know put our bullpen back in order a little bit and even even though we didn't score up you know in Corbin's innings um him getting six innings was was a big factor in that game I thought well, what about flipping the first game of a big series Craig I mean they come in wanting to close ground on you and it looks like they might, and then you turn them away in the first game. I mean, that's got to be a little discouraging for them and a little uplifting for you. Yeah, I mean, it's a win. You know, it's a win in, um, in, the, in the series. And, you know, we got a next challenge ahead of us tomorrow. But, um, you know, it's we played a good game. We we got to their bullpen, uh, made, them, made them work to get the last, you know, 10, 11 outs, made them go through a lot of their bullpen guys. So, um you know, I mean, I think anytime you can, you know, make a team after a good start from their starter, use a bunch of bullpen guys and come out with a win. That's that's especially the first game of a series. That's that's a that's a satisfying win because you hope you hope you took a little piece of their bullpen as well. Colton Wong sure does come through for you guys a lot, doesn't he? Just he just does everything. Yeah, I mean, it it changes the ninth for Josh you know, clearly. So, um, you know, that's big add on runs for sure. That's manager Craig council speaking with the media just a little while ago as the brewers, they come up with a win seven, four over the reds. How does it all happen? We'll tell you what the highlights that's next. This is brewers extra innings. Ready for this fly ball, this deep right and this third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-4, Brewers knock off the Reds. Starting pitching matchup, Corbin Burns going for the crew. Tyler Malley getting the start for Cincinnati. It would be the Brewers who would strike first in the bottom of the first inning with one out, Willie Adamas at the plate. 3-2 pitch. Swinging. There's a looping line drive that's going to be an extra base hit. Adamas around first in the second with a standing double on a jam job that hit just fair. 
Down the left field line. Christian Yelich would single Adamas to third. Visael Garcia would hit a sacrifice fly, scoring Adamas, and it is a 1-0 game. However, Adamas would not come back out for the top of the second. We learned that's a bit of a quad issue. He's going to be okay, but he's not going to play in tomorrow's game. So the Brewers take a 1-0 lead. Corbin Burns on the mound, and the Reds would break through in the top of the fourth inning. Tyler Naquin leads the inning off by walking. Then Nick Castellanos gets a base hit. Runners on at first and second, but a pass ball allows those runners to go to second and third as Joey Votto walks. So that loads the bases for former Brewer Mike Moustakis. Here's the stretch. Here it is. And a ground ball through the right side of base hit. One run's going to score. Castellanos will be held at third. Mike Moustakis comes through with an RBI single. We're all tied one apiece. Not for long, next hitter, Kyle Farmer. Tool pitch to Farmer. Swain, a line drive, base hit to left. One run's going to score. They'll hold Votto at third, and the Reds have the lead. It's 2-1. to one. Tucker Barnhart would add a sacrifice fly. That would score Joey Votto. Three runs on three hits in the fourth for the Reds. As they take a 3-1 lead, they do leave a couple on. The uh, Reds would uh, score again in the sixth inning. Corbin Burns continuing to uh, pitch. He would be facing off against Mike Moustakis, who would double after a strikeout of Kyle Farmer, Tucker Barnhart at the plate. Barnhart would get a base hit that would score Mike Moustakis, so that makes it a 4-1 to game, and then Shogo Akiyama is at the plate. 2-2, Akiyama to first. Telez with a grab, a tag of the bag, took care of Akiyama, and the throw to second base took care of Tucker Barnhart with a tag from Luis Urias. It's a double play and a dandy, started by Rowdy Telez. Nicely done. Yeah, Rowdy Telez had a nice game, especially defensively uh, over at first base. Brewers would make some noise in the sixth inning. They would get um, uh, Tyler Malley out of the game. Michael Lorenzen would come in with a couple on. He would get uh, Rowdy Telez to uh, fly out, so the Brewers would strand two in the bottom of the sixth inning. After Hunter Strickland puts up a very big zero in the top of the seventh, the Brewers would get rolling in the bottom of the inning. Michael Lorenzen comes back out for what he expected to be his first full inning of work. The inning gets started with Lorenzo Kane at the plate. Here's a ground ball hit towards the middle, a base hit for Lorenzo Kane. Kane is on to start the Brewers' half of the seventh inning. Manny Pena then comes up as a pinch hitter. He gets a base hit, so runners on at first and second for Colton Wong. Lorenzen ready to work again, his 0-1 pitch. Swinging a ground ball through the left side, base hit. They're going to send Lorenzo Kane. Here comes the throw home from Akiyama, not in time. It's a 4-2 game, a run scoring single by Colton Wong. Yeah, so runners on at first and second, still nobody out. The runner at first representing the tying run. You want to get him into um, a scoring position at the very least, but you got a guy coming up to the plate in Jace Peterson who's very good at doing all the little things, and on-base Jace does just that. He draws the walk, so that loads the bases, and that ends the day for Michael Lorenzen. Mike Givens comes on to pitch four of the uh, Reds, and the first batter he faces with the bases loaded is Christian Yelich. Two and two on Christian. See nothing but fastballs. The pitch. 
Swing and a line drive, right center, going to be playable. Castellanos makes the catch, tagging and coming in to score is Pena. Moving to third is Colton Wong. It's a one-run game on the sack fly by Christian Yelich. Avisael Garcia would then come up to the plate. He would also hit a sacrifice fly, his second sacrifice fly of the game. That ties it up, but not tied for long. Up next, Omar Narvaez. 0-1, swing and a line drive down the right field line. It's in the corner, and the Brewers are going to have the lead. Narvaez digging for two. He's going to hold there. Brewers lead it 5-4 on a two-out RBI double by Omar Narvaez. Yeah, big-time hit there from Omar Narvaez, and the Brewers have the lead. A couple guys were up in the bullpen, depending on what was going to happen in that situation. With the Brewers taking the lead, they're able to go to Devin Williams to pitch in the uh, eighth inning. First battery faces Joey Votto. He grounds out. Mike Moustakis grounds out as well. Brings up Kyle Farmer. Swinging a drive to left, and it is going to be caught. Running grab. Christian Yelich wide open, running to the line in that left field corner. Pull that one down, and the inning for the Reds is over. Nice play. TJ Antone comes on to pitch in the eighth inning for the Reds, fresh off the injured list. Looks like he's probably headed back there, facing off against Rowdy Telez. He could not complete the uh, at-bat. Luis Sessa comes in, ends up issuing the walk. It's going to be charged to uh, Antone. So Telez on at first for Lorenzo Cain, who flies out. Then Jackie Bradley Jr. comes to the plate as a pinch hitter. He pops out. So uh, two outs in the inning, and here comes Colton Wong. The pitch. Colton Wong to right and deep. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Colton Wong. He just hit a two-run shot out of here into that right field corner. So Josh Hader comes on to pitch in the ninth inning with the Brewers leading by a 7-4 score. First battery faces Tyler Stevenson. He grounds out. Then a pinch hitter comes up to the plate in a Eugenio Suarez. 2-2 by Hater. Hey, struck him out looking. And no chatter at all on that one from Eugenio's. He just turned around and walked to the dugout. So two outs in the inning, and it brings up Aristides Aquino. 3-2 delivery. Here it is. Swinging and a pop-up. It is playable. Rowdy Telez waiting, catching, and this one is over. Brewers come up with the win, 7-4 with the victory. They go to 77-49. The Reds, they drop to 69-58. Winning totals for the crew, seven runs, ten hits, and no errors. They leave seven. For Cincinnati, four runs, seven hits, and no errors, and they end up leaving five. Winning pitcher Hunter Strickland, he is 3-1. The loss, it goes to Lorenzen, he's 0-1. Hater the save, his 27th home runs, just one of them. Colton Wong hitting his 11th of the year. The game lasting 3 hours and 46 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 24,819 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers come up with the win. They knock off the Reds 7-4. We'll come back. We'll give you some scores from around baseball, and we'll preview game two of the series. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 
7-4 win this evening or last night, you know what I'm saying, for the Brewers as they knock off the Reds, starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings. A text message from the 262. Thoughts on Giannis at the game? Will he become a staple at the park? Yeah, they showed Giannis on the uh, on the big screen here. They showed him on the TV broadcast around the same time. Uh, he now owns part of the team. He's got access to the owner's box. He lives in Milwaukee. So yes, I, I, would, I would suspect we'll see Giannis out here at the ballpark uh, a fair amount of time, especially between now and uh, when a training camp's going to open up uh, in uh, in October. But I, I would think he, he owns part of the team now, so you would think that he would come to a few more games. Scores from around the National League Central. Uh, one rainout tonight as the Cubs were unable to play their game against the Rockies at uh, Wrigley Field, and uh, that is going to be uh, made up coming up tomorrow. Games that were played. Pirates, they double up the Diamondbacks by a 4-2 score. The Pirates have actually been playing some pretty solid baseball since uh, since the All-Star break. If you really look and see what they've done since then, they've got some series victories against some good teams. The Brewers have kind of had their way with them, but for the most part, the Pirates have played very respectable baseball during the second half of the season. Cardinals lose to the Tigers 4-3, and not only do the Cardinals lose that game, they lose starting pitcher Jack Flaherty. He leaves after a couple innings with more shoulder issues, and uh, he sounded dejected after the game. Uh, I I would not be shocked if that's it for Jack Flaherty this year. That uh, He's just uh, dealt with injuries all year, and it doesn't seem to be good at this point in time. So here's the standings right now in the NL Central. Brewers out to an eight-and-a-half game lead over the Cincinnati Reds, while the Cardinals are now sitting uh, 13 games back. As far as the wild-card standings go, even with the loss, the Reds are continuing to hold a wild-card position. They are a half game up on the San Diego Padres. The Padres right now, uh, they are winning their game. They are matched up against the Dodgers. No, check that. Excuse me. The Dodgers are beating the Padres. That's what I meant to say. Uh, they have gone to the bottom of the ninth in San Diego. Dodgers have a 5-2 lead, so if the Dodgers do hold on to that, uh, the Reds will once again have a one-game lead on the Padres for that wild-card spot. So the Brewers will look for a series victory over the Reds coming up tomorrow here at American Family Field. Pitching matchup, it's a good one. Brandon Woodruff's going to go for the crew. We'll see how Woody looks. Uh, His last two times out, he has not been the dominant Woodruff that we have seen more often than not. Uh, He is 7-7 this year with a 2.48 ERA. He'll be opposed by Luis Castillo, who always seems to play and pitch well against the Brewers. 7-12, 4.35 ERA. His numbers recently much better than that. 7-10 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 6 o'clock with Brewers warm-up. And then myself and Jerry Augustine will talk to you after the game here on WTMJ.